Hello, queens, and welcome to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we are redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host, Janelle Renee, and it is Friday. It is the day that we come together, we fellowship. This is the day that I intend to pour. I intend to um, just sow seeds. Um, I intend to just bless you all by the things that are on my heart or things that um, that have helped me to redefine my word, you know, or give you tools and tips and just really partner with you to see you to become the best version of you because that is what we do here at Redefining a Woman's Worth. We're all about becoming our best selves, right? So I just want to welcome you all. Welcome, welcome, welcome to all my first time listeners. Hey, girl. We thank you for joining us. Um, this is a, this is a community where we are sisters. This is a sisterhood. We are here um, in love. We are here um, with no judgment. We are here um, to be encouraged, to be edified, to be uplifted. Right? We are here to be, just become whole, to be healed, and to really um, redefine our worth. Right? And so we're glad that you joined us, and hopefully you'll continue to join us on this journey to redefine our worth. And that we're just so excited that you're here. So we just want to tell you um, a very very special um welcome 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 and also to my f- um my loyal faithful listeners who continue to rock out with me every week um i just thank you i thank you i appreciate you um i appreciate every stream every listen i appreciate every time you share it every time you you know you talk about it to someone it's a blessing to me and i just want you guys to know that i appreciate y'all and y'all is y'all so important y'all so beautiful and y'all are so worthy okay and so i don't know if you guys got a chance to at last week's episode if you have not please uh cut this one off and go back and listen to last week's because last week's was super powerful um because it was a it was a really significant day um in time um, and, um, you know, just kind of go over a real quick, a brief summary. Last week was Passover for us, um, believers, um, for us Christians who may know what that is. Um, that is the, the time where a Jesus was crucified on Passover. Um, hence that's why it was three days before um, resurrection Sunday, the day that he rose. Right. And, but also it is the day, it is the day that the Israelites got released out of Egypt, out of the land of bondage, out of the land of slavery. And God sent the death angel to those their oppressors who were refusing to let them go. And so he sent the death angel. And because they obeyed God's instructions and they marked their doorposts with the blood of um, the lamb that they slaughtered, that the death angel passed them over because they were marked. Now, that's a whole word by itself. And so the Passover is very significant because it has so much... It's so rich in in meaning and and, and importance and um and, and just literally kind of the time right it's 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 the acts that happened on those days right it's the mighty hand of God you know to lead his people out with his outstretched arm and his mighty hand but it's also a indicative of his love because God so loved the world he gave he gave his son and then what did his son do 
because his son also loves us. Jesus loves us. He gave. He gave his life up. He he willingly laid it down because many of us know that he was God in the fl- in the flesh. He was God and he was man. And so he could very well have called ten thousands of legions of angels to come down. He could have literally took himself off the cross. He could have done he could have chose to not be crucified, but he willingly humbled himself to be crucified and die for something things he never did just so we could be saved so we could have everlasting life so it's it's such a powerful um point is it's powerful time for us to put in remembrance of the of just the goodness of god and, and and just all what god has done for us you know in this in these things that happened in history but they're even very relevant for today because we're still in that season, even though that actually moment, the day Passover has passed, it was last Friday, and Resurrection Sunday has passed, it was um, this past Sunday. However, the time of um, the season that we're in, which is the month of Eve in the Hebrew calendar, um, or Nisan, it actually got... Um, uh, they changed it from Abib or Aviv um, in Hebrew to Nisan, which is Babylonian um, at some point. So uh, it can be called Nisan right now, but it's the it's the spring. It's the beginning of the year. It's the barley harvest. So we're in a harvest season, right? We're in the time of spring. So in spring, you're planting, you sowing seeds and, and then, you know, in the right seat at the right time, you expect to see a harvest, right? And it's, and, and it's indicative of harvest of the barley, barley harvest. So you have a lot of things happening right now. You have a lot of new beginnings. You have endings happening. So beginnings can happen because um, we may not notice but a lot of times we talk about, oh, it's, it's my new season. It's my new beginning. It's my new beginning. And that's great because I know I be feeling that too. Like, I'm like, yes, because some, especially when you've been in a hard season, right? Those of us who really are um, in this process to redefine our words, sometimes we didn't have a real hard season or seasons. Sometimes we just had like, just, just had a hard hand, you know, like we had experienced, you know, disappointment after disappointment, failed expectation after failed expectation, betrayal after betrayal, abandonment after abandonment, loneliness after loneliness, rejection after rejection, right? Um, you know, things just haven't been, went right. You know, we just have experienced some things. Um, and these things seem like they just kept happening. And so we've had some hard seasons. So when we hear, or we want to start looking for a new beginning, because like, we're ready to get out of that time, that season of being, you know, in disappointment, you know, you want to get to a place where everything turn around for you. At least I do. You want to get to a place where, you know, you actually can see some fruit. You can actually see some good things. You can actually see some you know, you can actually see the desires of your heart. You can actually see your dreams coming to pass. Like you can actually live out your dream life and you don't got to continue to look and be, and be a, um, a spectator and, and watch other people live their best life, like via social media, like that you want to actually live your own best life. Right. Excuse me. So I know I do. So when we hear things like, oh, this is a new season, this is new beginnings, which it really is. What we got to understand what is connected to these new beginnings is endings. Because in order for something to begin, something had to end. So what we're in is a season of transition. And even when you look at, um, again, going back to Exodus, um, in Exodus chapter 12 in the Bible, when God was delivering the people out of something, see, they were in a new season. They were in the season we're in right now. Okay. They were literally in this season. God told them, he gave them a, actually he instituted their calendar 
at that time in Exodus 12. He told them to mark this day as the beginning of y'all new life, of y'all new year, right? This was the beginning. They had spent over 400 years in Egypt. They had spent over 400 years in bondage and God had to make sure they understood the time they were in, my God. And so we are in a particular time where we're going, we're transitioning. See, they were transitioning out of something. So something was ending. Their season of bondage was ending. Yes, it was a long season, but it still had an end date. I want to tell you, sister, you might have had a long season of despair. You might have had a long season of loneliness. You might have had a long season of crying yourself to sleep. You might have had a long season of being stressed out or depressed, but I'm here to let you know that it has an end date. And see, they they had to be in Egypt for over 400 years because that was already prophesied. That was spoken. And how many of us who are Christians know that when God speaks, his word doesn't return to him void. So when God already gave Abraham the foresight that, yes, your descendants, you're going to, they're all going to be, you're, you're, this, you're going to be the father of many nations and every the person, every descendant in the earth will be, you know, blessed through you, but they will go into bondage and they will be in bondage in, in, for over 400 years. But when that time is up, I'm going to deliver them into the promised land. God told that to him way before it happened. So it had to happen. But it, even though it was a long season, it was over 400 years, it still had an end date. And so we got to understand when we are in a season of transition, not only are we probably walking into some new beginnings, we got to realize what's actually ending. So sometimes in order for us to literally walk into these new beginnings, we got to first make sure we are cutting things off. We have to make sure we are ending things. We are leaving things. And sometimes that can be, that could be an array of things, right? A lot of times we were a lot. Most people talk about relationally, which is big, especially if you are in a relationship and you're in a relationship where, you know, it's stale, it's not going anywhere. Maybe it's unhealthy, it's toxic. Maybe you just know this is not the person for you, but you just needed somebody to fill your time. Maybe you just don't want to be alone, whatever the case may be, but you're just kind of hanging on into this, in this place of comfort, but you know, it's not going anywhere. It's like, well, sis, if you really want to redefine your worth and two, if you're believing God to bring you a husband or to bless you with your husband, the, the, the first thing you want to do is make room for him because God, you know, he don't pour in a cup that's already full. So if you already got a man in your life that you're, that you are literally giving your time to your body to the things that you would give to a husband, you can't expect God to bring your husband. I don't know who that's for, but that's for free. But oftentimes it has to do with a lot of things. You know, I know like for me, I've been going through, you know, having to look at friendships. And it's not even that any of these friendships has have, you know, anything has happened. It has it's not even like there's been a falling out, a disagreement, you know, anything. It's like it just started being an awareness. It just started with an awareness like, hmm. You know, really understanding like when you really are transitioning and you going because transition is movement. Transition is crossing over. Transition is going from one place to another, right? So if you've been in a season of bondage and you've been in a season of oppression, if you've been in a season of, you know, despair, if you've been in a season of depression, if you've been in a season of lack, if you've been in a season of loneliness, so if you've been in these, these 
difficult and heavy seasons and you believe that this is the time that that season has come to an end and you're not about to enter and you're transitioning into a new season what you know you have to do is you got to end some things because see what we don't realize sometimes we make connections based on our season <laughs> y'all i'm just wanted to warn y'all today last week was really powerful i never had done the podcast in that way i never really kind of taught in that way um and really went into like a biblically uh, a biblical teaching um but um that's just where god is leading me and i hope no one's offended if you are i'm sorry you can do you can you have choices you don't have to listen to the podcast but i'm here to really um speak truth because i really i really desire to see my sisters free and um how i got free is again I'm a Christian. This is not a Christian podcast by any stretch of the imagination. You don't have to be a Christian to listen to what I say. However, because I'm a Christian, I live by Christian values. My life, you know, I measure them by Christian values and morals and my experiences are as a Christian. And so I'm not here trying to convince anybody, but I will extend the invitation if anybody desires that. But It is going to be based on my experiences with God or what I believe God wants me to say, because this podcast was not something I really set out to do. This podcast was something that I was led to do by him. It's an assignment. So my loyalty is going to be to the assignment. And so I hope that it's respected because, again, I do respect your mind and your beliefs. If you're not a Christian and you don't want to be one, that's your choice. And I still love you. You're still worthy and you're still welcome. But we're here to be like, we're going to be serious here, you know. And and again, what got me free was the God I serve. Period. Hands down. I'm not even going to sit up here and hold you. I'm not going to sit up here and fake and try to talk, dance around it and sugarcoat it. It is what it is. I was in some stuff. I, I was deep in some stuff. Like, y'all, I've, I've told my testimony and, and a lot of it, you know, and, and one day the fullness of it. But I just need y'all to know, like, I, I was in some deep stuff, okay? I had literally, like, made my bed in hell. I I, I was, go- if God didn't save me, I probably wouldn't even be alive or be here, to be all honest. So for me to get up here and shrink back or try to, um, you know, dance around or hide the fact that it was God who saved me no that that would not be that that would be I just wouldn't be doing myself or God like any type of service right it would be a disservice it would be disrespectful it would be you know it it, it would just be like robbery like why would I want to rob God of the of, of really the glory that he deserves because he brought me out of some deep sin that I was in he brought me out of some deep darkness he brought me out of some deep depression he brought me out of a lifestyle of promiscuity he brought me from despair he brought me from rejection and abandonment he brought me from mommy issues and daddy issues he brought me from poverty he brought me from sickness he brought me. So I I got to give him glory. I got to get on here and say what he want me to say and do what he want me to do and really get to try to help you guys, those who are wanting it, those who are willing, those who are ready, those who are already feeling it on their own. God has already been speaking to you in your personal time. He's already been, you know, impressing things on your heart. You've already, you know, are feeling the pull you know, and you, and you know, God is speaking to you like, this is for you. And if you don't feel that or don't feel it yet, it's okay. 
it's okay. It's no judgment. Ain't nothing wrong with you. You know, if you want to, you continue to stick around. I'm sure it will happen for you. And if you don't want to, you know, I, 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 God bless you. I pray to God that you still find a way to, you know, get what you need so you can continue to be the best version of you. So, um, like I was saying, when, when you're going through this season of transition, like for me, I started having to look at my friendships and I started having to look at my friendships because I understood that I was in a season of transition. And because when we are in certain seasons and, and even when we are in certain seasons for a period of time, we can we tend to make connections in those seasons. And we tend to make connections with people in those seasons based on that season. So if you're in a season and you just was experiencing a lot of trauma, you was experiencing a lot of heartache, pain, you know, um, toxic fail relationships, you tend to meet people or be drawn to other people who have that similar experiences. So y'all all can sit around and talk about that last relationship or that current relationship or that that dude, that dude, this, that dude, that, you know, or this pain, that, or what you went through here, and what you went through there, you know, and those are the, the, the commonalities, right, that hold you together. And so you're able to stay connected based on those um, shared experiences. But see, the thing about transition is everybody don't transition at the same time and so because everybody don't transition at the same time you will find that maybe you start transitioning and god begins to heal you or you decide to heal maybe you decide to go to counseling maybe you decide to speak out about the things that really happened to you or, or that you're going through maybe you decide you know just go to grief counseling like maybe you just decide to be intentional you know about your healing and now you're starting to heal you're starting to evolve you're starting to become home your perspective is changing you're changing you know know and 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 now you're you're not no longer the same person right and so then you now you start outgrowing your relationships and because we spend a lot of time talking about even just romantic relationships and outgrowing maybe in a romantic relationship but we can outgrow, outgrow friendships and it don't always have to be that somebody did something to somebody somebody you know betrayed somebody somebody we fell out you know we got into it it was this big old argument it don't have to be that it could just simply be because you're transitioning and because you're evolving and now you're outgrowing that level like when you have when you have a trauma bond cuz we're going to call it for what call it what it is when you meet, when you develop all your friendships or all of your connections in a particular season and all of y'all have the same type of experience, that's a trauma bond. Like if all y'all had y'all, y'all dudes cheating, that's a trauma bond. If all y'all came from dysfunctional families, that's a trauma bond. Like if all y'all, you know, experience some kind of extreme difficulty or poverty or, you know, lack or whatever it can be. But uh, like out of your whole friend group, like 99% of y'all have that same experience. That is a trauma bond. And those things we do as human beings, like that's a very um, normal thing that we do because when you're hurting or where you, or even when you're not hurting, but when you're experiencing something, you, you find solace in, in other people who have experienced a similar thing. Cause nobody wants to feel like it's just them. So I'm not saying like 
the trauma, like trauma bonding is something that it is negative, but it's something that we do, you know, as human beings. So it's not nothing to beat yourself up about or, you know, to judge anybody else or judge yourself. It's just, a, it's just to, to now, now you can have, um, language to what it is. And now you can even have some, um, understanding and you, and, and you can better, you know, make decisions moving forward. Right. And so we just going to call the spade a spade. So when you are in a season and you have just, you've been broken and, and, and so most of your friends or most of your connections are probably going to be broken people. Right. And so once you decide to heal and if they have not made that choice for themselves, because we all have the opportunity to choose, we all do. And we, and the thing about it is all of us don't want the same thing. And the, I think the, the, one of the biggest misconceptions is when you get a revelation and you get an epiphany and you decide you want to heal, you assume that everybody around you has the same revelation and they don't. You assume that everybody wants to get out their situation and they don't. Some people just have gotten comfortable in their in their trauma they got comfortable in their toxicity right they've got comfortable in their you know revolving door of cycles and patterns that are you know unhealthy and they don't want out at least not yet but we we what we try to do is we take you know our excitement based from uh, our epiphany and our revelation and our choice and decision to do something based on that revelation to become better and we try to put that on other people which is not fair you know, because I used to do that. I used to think when God revealed something to me and I found, you know, and I was like, oh, oh my gosh, I can't, I got to, you know, I got to do this. I got to, you know, I want to get better. I want to get healed. And I knew I had some friends or some people I knew that that was, they needed that too, right? They needed to heal too. They, because again, like I said, normally when you are in these type of seasons and just period in life, you tend to, you know, make connections and draw people who have a, a very common um, experience. So you have a trauma bond. So you know, like you can, you know, three or four of, the, of your friends, or at least one or two, that who could use the same type of information, right? Or who should want to go and get that same type of healing? Who should want to overcome? Who should want to, you know, become whole? Because you know that they they've experienced the same thing as you, right? And you've got this revelation, and you see the value of it. You see, you know, where you need help at. You see why you need help, and and you see what the steps that you need to take. But you assume that they do too, and that's not the case. So that's the first thing is everybody don't get the same revelation. The second thing is everybody don't want to transition. Some people are just comfortable. That's a hard pill to swallow because see, you were comfortable at one time too. And so was I, you know, I lived a long time in bondage. I lived a long time in being oppressed because I had gotten comfortable. I began to normalize the dysfunction. It was a part, it had become a part, you know, of the routine of the, of my life. So as much as in my mind, I would say, I, I want to be free. I want to be healed. I don't want to go through this no more. I'm tired of this. I, you know, I don't want the same kind of man. I don't want the same kind of relationship. I want to be, you know, in the same kind of financial, uh, you know, place. I don't, you know, I would, say, I would say it, but really, truthfully, I wasn't really doing anything to get me out of it per se, because I really was comfortable. And then when an opportunity would come for me to come out or begin to take the steps to come out, I would make excuses. That's when you know you're not ready. 
You're not ready when you make excuses when an opportunity presents itself for you to get out. Right? And so we, we, we assume that everybody wants to get out and they don't. But we can't allow somebody else's choice to dictate our choice, right? If they don't want to get out, we have to learn how to let things, let people be where they are, even if we love them. Because if you don't, you're going to spend so much time trying to convince them and try to coerce them and, and persuade them to come along and, and to see it your way and to understand how you know important it is or it, life can be so much better if they could just get this healing, if they just could you know do this, that, and the third. You're going to literally miss out on your own healing and your own process because you're so consumed trying to help them. Before you can help somebody else, you have to help yourself. So that means sometimes those people who not ready, you got to let them go so you can go get your healing. And if it's and if it's a part of your assignment, then as a healed person, you can come back and you don't have to convince them. If you just live before them, they'll see it and they'll that'll, that'll plant a seed in them to make them want to say, okay, wait a minute. Maybe I do need to consider this. Maybe I do need to think twice about where, where I'm at in my life. Maybe, but see, we, 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 sometimes we get so excited, right? So when you in your season of transition, you got to realize like everybody don't get the same revelation. So everybody don't even really understand why it's so important to heal. Everybody ain't get that revelation. Everybody don't get the revelation of what to do, what steps to take to heal. Everybody don't get that revelation. Everybody don't get the revelation that they need to be healed. So again, you know, these are things we assume because we experience it. And then the and then the third thing is everybody don't transition at the same time or to the same place. So yes, it may be your season of transition or my season of transition, but maybe some of the people we're connected to is not their season. So we now have to make a choice. Are we going to stay in this season with them and, and just hope and that one day they get the epiphany and they'll decide that they want to, you know, get healed? Or do we just make a choice that may be difficult in the moment to go ahead and just pursue our own healing and then trust that it'll come back around or they'll eventually get it and make a choice and they'll come and meet you there. So it's so many different scenarios, but the commonality is when you transition and transition don't mean always don't transition don't always mean that everybody is going to transition with you you see because when 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 the israelites came out of egypt if they wasn't supposed to take egyptians with them because they wasn't supposed to take egypt with them see they had to live with egypt for over 400 years they had to begin to build a life with and around egypt and egyptians they had to really you know be um, comfortable and be in close proximity, right? With Egyptians, they had to live among and have relationship with Egyptians while they were in Egypt. But when it was time for them to come out of Egypt, they were supposed to leave the Egyptians behind. So sometimes we're just supposed to leave the people behind. And so as we're in this season of transition, we got to understand, yes, there will be new beginnings and there are new beginnings, but with new beginnings also come endings. There's some things you got to end. Maybe you on a job that you can't stand. You've been saying you're going to leave that job for two years and you just talk about you waiting for the right time. Sis, if it ain't going to never be a right time, either you're going to make the leap or you're not. You know what I mean? You Again, you know you're supposed to leave that relationship. You know that dude ain't right. You know he's cheating. He, he inconsistent. He don't keep his word. He lying. He don't really help you take care of the kids. You don't feel loved. You know, he's just there. He's just there. He's just taking up space. You just 
comfortable to say you got a man. You're just comfortable to feel like you're in a relationship or whatever the case may be, but you're unfulfilled, you're unhappy, you, you don't feel like... You don't even feel like you, you, he love you. You know, you're just going through the motions. Why are you there? Let it go. Let it go. You can't fix him. You can't make him want to be better. He has to want that for himself. If he was if he was going to change, he would have done it by now. Y'all been together five years. How long? How much longer of your life do you really got time to wait? I don't got none. I'm about to be 40. I keep saying that to y'all, but I'm serious. I don't have that time. I've done that already. I don't got time. Bro, if you ain't already complete, I'm not I'm not interested in no builder bear. Like, I'm not a kid. I'm not interested. I'm not Bob the Builder. And listen, what I'm building right now is a legacy. What I'm building right, what I'm building right now is, an, is a legacy, okay? I'm not here to build no man or to wait on no man to grow up. Or to figure it out or decide he, he want to be a man or he want to love me. If you ain't coming in the gate already fixed and already together, then bro, keep it moving. So whatever, wherever you at, you know, in your life, whatever that thing is, you know, I don't know. You know, maybe it's a physical move from a house. Maybe, you know, you got to transition from being so in close proximity with some family members. I mean, come on, let's keep it 100. Sometimes our family members, they just toxic. Sometimes, and and, and sometimes they are the, 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 um, they are the reason why we hurting. You know, sometimes it's families. It's family hurt. Sometimes it's family betrayal. Sometimes it's family abuse, right? But we we assume because we're blood that there's some kind of underlying loyalty, which tells us that I got because we're blood. I got to stay in close proximity with you. So I got to, even though I know every time I get close to you, you cut me. But because we blood, we family, that I, I owe it to you to be loyal to our our last name or loyal to you know our bloodline or loyal to you know uh we 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 got the same grandma or whatever right and it's like who told you that who told you that just because you have the same blood as somebody and because y'all family but you know they unhealthy they toxic and they dangerous and all of these things that that but because y'all blood that means that you got to allow them to treat you any old kind of way or continue to hurt you continue to you know wound you and all no no you can love people from a distance that's what we have to learn see we don't ending things and and not being in close proximity don't mean i don't love you what that means is you don't have access. That's what that means. Because everybody shouldn't have access. Especially if they, when they have access, all they do is bring pain. All they do is bring you down. Negativity. Try to, you know, every time you try to talk to them and tell them about your idea, the idea you got, the dream you got, they always want to come with their negativity. Oh, girl, you tripping. You, you could never do that. You would never be that. You know, that's just too much. Now, people like you don't do that. You need to, girl, you need to just, like, come on. We just going to keep it real today. We like to keep it hot, honest, open, and transparent on this podcast. And no, no, sis. And sometimes the biggest haters is your family. You got to learn to love people with a long handle spoon, love them from a distance. When I see you, is love, is hugs, how you doing, where you been, all that good stuff is no, you know, like there, we don't have no animosity. We don't have like, there's no hard feelings, but I can't, 
I can't give you access to me though. Because when every time I give you access to me, you you bring you bring pain. You cut me. You know, I I, I leave feeling, you know, discouraged, right? You know, I, I I there's a negativity, you know, that comes because all you do is complain, right? Uh-uh. You can't have access. That don't mean I don't love you. You just can't have access. So we got to understand the season that we're in. We're, so we're in the season of transition, but we're also in the season, you know, again, again, of going into these new beginnings. So in order for you to really not just go into the new beginnings, but be able to maintain in the new beginning, there's some shifts that have to take place, some paradigm shifts. Like you got to have a renewed mind. You can't go into your new beginning, your new season with the same old mindset, with the same old thought patterns, right? With the same old behaviors. Like there's some, there's some just things that you got to, you should, you should have overcome by now, right? You still shouldn't be, you know, like being defeated. You still shouldn't be self-sabotaging. You still shouldn't be, you know, so insecure, you know, that you just talk yourself, you know, like you, you, you still shouldn't be having your inner critic, you know, just speaking to you so horribly, horribly and neg negatively. You should, you should know where you are. You should know who you are. You should know your worth. You should understand the assignment, right? You should know what you're walking into. You should have a clear understanding on how to maintain it, right? You should, you should understand like the old habits that you had, that they shouldn't be there no more. You should have some healthy habits. You, you should have some healthy practices. You, you know, you should be a, a better version of yourself. You shouldn't be the same old broken, wounded self trying to go into a new beginning because you're not going to be able to maintain it. You're not going to see, be able to really sit and stay in the fruit of it, right? You're going to get in it and then you're going to destroy it because you're not ready. So it... So before you go into your new beginning, you need to do some introspection. You need to be honest with yourself. You need to examine your heart. You, I, that's what I've been doing. I've been looking at my heart like, okay, where am I at? Where am I at? Like, what do I really believe about myself? What do I really believe about what God said? Do I really feel, do I really believe I'm worthy of what I believe God is showing me that he has for me? And then how do I maintain it? Because again, I've been told y'all, I don't come from having a silver spoon. I don't come from, you know, having wealthy parents and family members. I don't come from that. I don't come from seeing people being financially responsible. I don't come from seeing people invest and, and know how to multiply money and, and understand money and be literate with money and, and budget. And I don't, I don't come from that. But when, if God is going to give you abundance, you got to know how to manage it. He's not going to give it to you if he know you don't know how to manage it because you're going to squander it. And he's not, he not trying to give you nobody no seed to squander. So you got to change your mindset. I have to start. Listen, y'all, I, I do not want to do a budget. But you know what? I had to start doing a budget. And so it's something I had to start doing because I understand the assignment. If I expect God to pour into me um, provision, I certainly got it. He has the expectation that I know how to manage it. If he's giving you more influence or you believing for more influence, you better know how to love people. You better know how to forgive. You better know how to show mercy, right? Because God, you know, he has no intentions on elevating, increasing people in any area for them just to be destroyed, right? If you're believing God for a spouse, sis, you got to know how to submit. 
And submit is not meaning you got to let him lord all over you and got to do everything he say. Submit means you better know how to respect the man because we got to be honest, especially as black women. And if you've been raised by other strong black women, it's like they're it's like they they pass down the toxic ideology, either knowingly or unknowingly of you don't have to respect a man. You don't need a man. You are a man. I mean, because, you know, we've been so forced to be outside of our position. We've been so forced to carry the weight that we was never supposed to carry because we have been single mothers, because we have been, you know, the only one uh, to, the kids can depend on, because we've had to work two and three jobs. We had to go to school and work. We've had to make it happen. We had to sacrifice sleep. We've had to do all these things, right? And so with that can come that whole, you know, toxic mindset, like, I don't got to listen to a man. I don't need no man for nothing I can do for myself. I get my own bag. Like, what? Like, I ain't about to let no Negro tell me nothing. Like, no, he better, he got me messed up. Sis, you ain't ready for a husband. At least not biblically, you're not. Because the Bible tells us, wives submit unto, unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. So it's like, when we're getting ready to go into a new beginning, you got to know how to maintain it. We ask for things, we pray for things, we believe for things, we fast for things. But the question is, are you ready for it? Are you ready for your new life? Are you ready for the beautiful life you've been dreaming of? Are you ready to be catching flights and traveling the world? Are you ready to have a lifestyle of luxury? Are you ready to have everything you ever desire? Are you ready for that? Really? Like, be honest with yourself. I know the first response and reaction is, yeah, I'm ready. But I've had to be honest with myself at times. I, I wanted a husband, and I still do. And um, I was praying for, you know, believing for a husband, I should say, and stuff like that. But one day, I had to be honest with myself. Am I ready? Am I healed enough? Especially for those of us who have experienced, you know, a, a lot of disappointment, a lot of abandonment and rejection, a lot of, you know, negative and toxic experiences in our romantic life. A lot of times we have these deep, deep wounds. So it's like, am I healed enough? Or am I going to destroy him because I'm not healed? Or am I going to hurt him because I'm not healed? Do I know how to submit? Do I know how to respect him? Will I respect him? Will I come under the authority of him as the leader, as the head, would I trust him to lead? Would I let him lead? Like, these are questions, right? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? So I'm like, in this season, this is the time for us to start dreaming again. And this is the time for us to prepare to, to transition into our new beginnings and our new lives as we have redefined our worth and continue to redefine our worth, to become the best versions of us, to actually become the women that we see in our minds. I know a lot of times we have these desires, we have these thoughts, we have these dreams of, of seeing ourselves, of being whole, seeing ourselves of being powerful, seeing ourselves of being, you know, um, healed. At least I do. But then it's like in, in reality, Reality, you don't look nothing like that, but it's time in this season to actually for what you see in your mind and what you live to be the same. I'll say that again. This is time and in this season that to live what you see in your mind and what you see in, in, in your life to be the same. 
what you live in your life and see in your mind to be the same. But are you ready? Because see, the, the season is the season, whether you're ready or not. And that's the thing. The season ain't waiting on you to get ready. The season is telling you to get ready. I'm telling you to get ready. Dream again. Believe again. So I'm going to tell my quick testimony for today. And I hope it encourages somebody. And I hope what any something that I've said um, that it encourages you, right? And you get something out of it and you understand like the season is the season. And here's the and here's the thing about it. You don't have to be a Christian to be able to take advantage of the season. There's a lot of people in the world who are not Christians, but they even unknowingly, they just obey Christ, the, the principles in the Bible because the principles are the principles and they work, right? They just are able to discern the season and the time and, they're, and they know how to adjust to it and they benefit from it. You don't have to be a Christian because a principle is a principle. If you work it, it's going to work for you. So we're in a season where transition is happening. We're in a season where new beginnings is happening. We're in a season where endings is happening. We're in a season where you can see a harvest immediately. Like you will see the miraculous. You That life you have in your mind that you read about, you journal, I mean, that you pray about, you journal about, you think about it, you fantasize about it, all of the things, right? You got all your whole life picked out, your whole wedding picked out, your whole house picked out. You got everything picked out. You already know exactly what you want because you've been visualizing this thing for years. And it's like, it's this is a season where you can live it. It don't matter if you believe in that. The season is the season. The question is, are you ready? This is a time to get ready. Examine yourself. Examine your heart. Be honest. Where are you lacking? If you're believing for something, but you know that you're not necessarily ready, be honest with yourself and, and, and do the work. What do you need to do? How do you need to grow? How do you need to mature? What do you need? How do you need to, to prepare yourself? right? So I'm going to give y'all my real life testimony from today. This is not something that happened, you know, last year or, you know, at a different time. I'm talking about today, April 22nd, 2022. So it's been in my spirit for these last weeks. I've just been saying, Lord, I want a new car. I want a new car. Oh, I want a new car. And I don't even know really why I started saying that. I just started feeling like, oh, I'm ready for my new car. I want a new car. I want a luxury car, God, this and this and that. Now, I got a car. Well, I had, I had a car. And my car was fully paid for, and I loved my car. Like, I had a really nice car. It was the nicest car I had had to date. Um, and so, I really didn't have a reason to need a new car, to be honest. Like, there's nothing wrong with my car. And my car was paid for. And it was mine. It was a good, good, great condition. It ran great. It was roomy. It was, it was, <laughs> there was nothing wrong with it. I just started feeling, feeling in my heart, like I want a new car, but I never really set out and made no actual steps to get a new car. Right. I wasn't calling around. I wasn't looking. I wasn't on websites. I wasn't researching. I wasn't doing nothing. All I was saying really was, Lord, I just believe I'm going to get a new car. I want a new car. I want this car. So I started seeing certain cars and I would be like, oh, okay, yeah, I want that kind of car. I want that kind of car. But again, I really wasn't putting no actions behind it. It was just me. Really what I was doing, I was professing, right? What what my heart was telling me. But I, again, I really wasn't sure if when it was going to happen, right? 
So my son had got my passenger's driver's, my passenger seat belt stuck around the headrest and the seat belt locked. So it would not budge. We could not get it off. We tried, we tried, we tried. It would not budge. So I was like, okay, I got to see if I can take it back to the dealership so I can get it fixed. So when I called my guy who I got um, bought my car from at the dealership, he was like, yeah, bring it by. So this was this Monday. And I ended up getting really busy Monday, so I never did go. And then all week I was pretty busy, so I didn't go. So this morning I had to drop my youngest son off. And because I was out and where I had to drop him off was not too far from the dealership, I was like, well, let me just go up there and see if... Um, my guy there so he can see about fixing the seatbelt. Now, I didn't call him. I didn't text him. I didn't see if he was even at work. I had no, none of that information. He could have been off. It could have been his off day. He could have been um, busy with clients, anything. But I just took I just took a chance because really, I was just like, I just want to get this seatbelt fixed. And because right now is the, is the opportunity, I'm closed. I'm in the vicinity. I don't got nothing really else to do. Let me go ahead and get it done. So I go. I walk in. He, he see me must have saw me from outside and he was meeting me at the door as I walked in and he already knew I needed the seatbelt fixed so he was like okay he came right out you know and so he looked at it and he tried to you know he saw try to see if he could get it from around the thing he saw it was just really really locked and he was like well let me see if I can get a tool let me see if I can get it fixed for you let me see what I can do so I'm like okay sweet my only mind my, my only thought was I'm here to get the seatbelt fixed so he get the tool, he begins to try to, right before he even starts to try to take the seatbelt thing apart, he was like, you better pray. Now, I've never heard it, he's never said nothing like that. This would be, this was, he has bought, I bought two cars from him before. Never has he ever said anything about prayer, God, anything. I'm not sure if he believer. And again, we got to understand, God is omniscient, He's and he's also sovereign, He's and so, he can use anybody. He's not subject to only use believers. He used unbelievers. He used whoever he wants, right? So when he said that, I immediately prayed right, right there while he was sitting, sitting right there trying to, um, trying to fix it. So he ended up getting it off and he was able to fix it. So I was so happy because to me, that was the blessing. And I thought like, I'm so glad I came. He was available. He was at work. He had no other clients. He came out and fixed it within minutes. This thing has been messed up and stuck around the thing for some weeks. I was just so happy. So that's all I thought I was coming for. And so when he fixed it and, and I just looked at him and I was like, you know, you know, I'm ready for a new car. So he was like, really? I don't even know why I said that, but I did. And he was like, well, what you want? Now, the vehicle that I really told him that I wanted, of course, I knew they didn't have it. And so he was like, well, you really don't want one of those. Because I said a Range Rover. He was like, because the maintenance, you know, those things, if anything are wrong with it, you're going to be paying so much money. So I was like, well, I want something nice. And I was like, well, what y'all got? And he was like, well, we got this one um, truck, but... We, we, um, it's at the other store. He was like, but it's, it's, you know, it's nice. It's, it's affordable. You know, it has the X amount of miles or whatever. And got to tell me about the car. But I was like, well, that's not really what I want though. Cause it was a lesser, it was a less year than the car I, I currently had. So I was like, nah, I don't, you know, I don't want to go backwards. So long story short, he ended up being like, well, you know what? We supposed to have this um, particular vehicle in today is super nice, super clean. You know, we, uh, he was like, but I don't know if it's here yet. Let me go see. 
So I just was sitting in the car like, oh, okay, really not thinking anything. Like, well, if, if, it's, if it's there or whatever. So he come back out and he's like, it's here. So I was like, what? So it just like, so I want to make it long story short because so much stuff happened. It was such a crazy supernatural day. Long story short, I went to the, right on my way. So let me say this. On my way to the car dealership to get the seatbelt fixed again. Only thing I was going there for was a seatbelt. I didn't go there to do nothing else, not a car. I wasn't thinking about buying a car, nothing. It was strictly about the seatbelt. But on my way to the dealership, I heard God say in my spirit, dream again. I didn't understand what that meant because I just was like, okay. And then I said, well, maybe that's what I'm going to talk about today for the podcast. And I left it at that. Lo and behold, I ended up leaving the car lot today with my dream car. The car that I've been wanting since 2018 fully paid for cash money today. I have a brand new car, the car of my dreams, fully loaded. So got the bells, the whistles, everything beautiful. They just so happened to have it today. They rushed it they, because I want, it wasn't even ready because they just had got it in. They rushed getting it ready for me. They did, they catered to my every need. Like he was like, listen, it was so crazy and supernatural. Everything he, like he was saying so many things and things was just happening and happening so fast. And it was just, everything was falling into place, working out. It was seamless. It was easy. Everybody was like on point, helping, doing everything they could. Like it was just the craziest thing. And I just knew it was God. And every time he would say something like, oh, this is an upgrade. This is a tenfold upgrade. You deserve it. He was like, I could see you. I could see you uh, driving it. He was like, matter of fact, I just told my coworker earlier when one of her clients was talking about it, that they was looking for uh, that the Armada. He was like, I told them I just sold it. He was like, but I was just joking. I, now, when he told them that, I hadn't even came there. and He didn't even know I was on my way. So all of this stuff. And I told him, I said, you prophesied. You spoken into existence. He was like, it was for you. It was meant for you. Because I was like, I was supposed to come Monday. They didn't have that car Monday. And everything just aligned and I knew and I knew and I knew it was God. And I had to leave out a lot of details because I'm already pushing an hour being on here. But I just wanted to tell that testimony because I want to let you guys know that what I'm saying to you is real about the season that we're in. We're in a season of new beginnings. I got a new brand new cell phone this week. I got a, a brand new car this week. These were not things that I set out to get. These were not things that I had made plans to get in those moments. It was something that just happened unexpectedly and it just happened fast. And, and even when I got the cell phone, I got it for a great deal. Got a great phone, a super upgrade from the phone I had and on for a decent price. The same exact thing for the car. I got a great love deal on the car. And it, it's just like because of the season we're in. So I'm just wanting to stress to you, sis, dream again, believe again, but prepare, understand the season, understand that with new beginnings comes endings, understand that when you're transitioning, you got to leave some things behind, you have to leave some places, you have to leave some people, and that is okay, you might be able to go back at some point, and maybe you won't, but if you really want the life you've been dreaming of, because you can have it, you got to be willing to go through the process and you got to be willing to transition and let go. And you have to be willing to dream again. Cause here's the thing. I had let go of the dream of wanting that vehicle. I have wanted that vehicle since 2018. 
my kids can tell you, anybody who knew me personally can tell you, even this, the guy who I buy my cars from, he was like, I remember you said that. Back in 2019, when I bought the first car from him, I told him what I really want is an Armada. He was like, yep, you sure did, you said that. And here we are in 2022. In 2022, I have my dream car and I didn't even, wasn't even thinking about getting it. So I just want to say that to encourage you and for you to understand that this is a real season we're in and it's right. And this is a season where we can truly actually begin to live out the things that we've been believing and dreaming for. It is possible. It's attainable. It can happen if you're ready. If you're ready. So this today's episode is called Dream Again. And so I hope this um, blessed you. I hope you got something from it. I know it was long-winded. But again, I just really wanted to say this to you all because I understand that we are living in a season right now that we can see the miraculous if we take advantage and have ears to hear. We can, we can, we can see it. We won't have to keep hearing about it. We don't have to keep hearing these prophetic words that this show season, this show time, you know, all this stuff. We can live it. But you got to know that there's a process and a preparation that must take place. So once you get in it, you can maintain it. So again, I hope this bless you guys. And I am so excited to know and to hear some testimonies of what God is going to do in your life. Hey Queens, you know, this episode is really near and dear to my heart because there's so much I want to say, to be honest, um, because so much happened today, this week, um, and it's just been, it has been so uh, astonishing to see, to, to say the least, like some real major things have been happening and I've been really seeing, you know, the answer, my prayers answered, the things that I've been believing for for years, the things I've been dreaming, the things I've even, you know, forgot about that I was dreaming, you know, I'm, I've been seeing it. And so again, this not just for me, this is for us all, but we have to understand and be able to discern the times and the season and we must prepare. And we can't be afraid to let things go. We can't avoid endings because endings and new beginnings, they're synonymous, right? They're in the same season because we often are leaving something and entering into something else, right? And so I don't know about you, but I want to enter into the promised land. I want to enter into my dream life. I want to enter into all the desires of my heart. And so that might mean there are some people, places, or things that I might have to transition away from in order for me to obtain the the things that I'm believing for. So, um, I just want to leave you all with that. Again, I would love to hear from you, especially some testimonies if this is blessing you, if you're being encouraged, um, if you have a testimony of what you have already seen God do or some things you've seen to um, already come to pass in your life please feel free to reach out to me. There is a business page um, on Facebook at Redefining a Woman's Worth. You can um, message me on there. I do answer my messages. Um, I would love to hear from you. Also, I do have Instagram at Janelle Renee underscore one. I have a personal Facebook at Janelle Wolf and I have a 
um, email for the podcast at purityafterpromiscuity at gmail.com. So there's many, many ways you guys can reach out, connect with me. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your testimonies or just hear how the podcast is blessing you. Or if you just need to get some advice, some tips, uh, a word, some prayer, please, please, please don't hesitate. Reach out to me. I am here for you. I want to make sure that I can be available and to help any way that I can to see you become the best version of yourself. I'm serious about that. I want to see you redefine your, your worth, sis. I want to see you whole. I want to see you healed. I want to see you, you know, living out your dreams, all of it. I'm here for it and I'm supporting you. I'm rooting for you. Um, and so that's all I have. And I'm sure I'll have more testimonies coming soon because I know God is he's doing some great things and even people I know personally, you know, and that's how I know what I'm saying is true. It's not just for me because I have people that I know personally right now where some some great things have happened just this week, right? Just in these last couple of days where they have seen God move mightily. They have seen some things happen miraculously. They have seen, you know, some breakthroughs some promotions. So all, so like I'm saying, this is serious. It's real and it can be you too. You don't, you're not excluded, right? And so um, I just want you to be encouraged. That is what testimony is for, is for us to, you know, be encouraged and to overcome. So I hope you're encouraged. You know, it's not the brag or boast because it's never about a car. It's never about a material thing. It's about the faithfulness of God. God is faithful. When he tell you he will do something, when he give you a promise, he's coming through. When he give you his word, it's not returning to him. Boy, you can trust it. It might take time because God works in the, he works in seasons, right? And so sometimes things, it just has to be in its right season, but it's going to happen. And it's not going to happen just for everybody else and not you. It can be you too. So I just hope this blessed you all. I love you guys so much with the love of the Lord. And I am just hoping to hear from you guys and just to see what um, wonderful, amazing things God is doing in you and how you're redefining your worth. So just remember, until we meet again, your past does not define you. It develops you and you are worthy.